uh, we've got a movie to review that we've been talking about for a year and a half. It's called Suicide Squad. With a heavy heart, I review this film. A very heavy heart. A heavy heart and a swollen beehole. Yep. From the pounding it took by this movie. <laughs> over and over. Every scene harder and thrusting. <sighs> Let's uh, That's enough there. Well, I feel like it's the best way to, you know, display my distaste for this movie. You know what? It sucks, too, because we've been behind DC. We've been defending them. The, the reviews came out before the movie did, and they were shit. And we were, wait a minute, wait a minute. Everybody said this about Batman and Superman, and it was really good. We well, enjoyed it, was, it. Yeah, we enjoyed it. And and we were defending this movie till the bitter end. Yes. We were just like, nope, I'm going to hold out to see it. The The viewers gave it 73%. The critics gave it like 30-something. If that. I if think that. it was 26 at one point. Was maybe, it? But maybe it's gone up. I don't know. Either way, 20 or 30 is not good. No. But, you know, you see the viewers and it's like, no, I'm still going to hold out. I'm not going to let the reviews sort of ruin my time with the film. Mm -hmm. I might find something I enjoy about it. You know, it might just be trumped up, you know, reviewers, you know, the whole thing of the conspiracy that people are talking about with DC and Disney and Warner Brothers and Disney. Yep. You know, maybe that played a part. Paying reviewers to write bad reviews and bad things. Good things about Marvel, bad things about DC. They are in direct competition. And even if that is true, it doesn't affect the quality of this film. The poor, 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 poor. (laughs) (laughs) How many pours was that? I don't know. Like a porridge full of pores. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, and we talk about this all the time, it comes down to a bad script. If the script is bad, it doesn't matter what else. No. It's the movie's going to suck. And also, it it feels like this was a music video, not a movie. There's so much wrong with this movie. It almost is not a movie. It's so freaking fragmented and spliced and I really feel like, you know, not passing the buck or the puck. <laughs> The puck or the puck? But, <laughs> Those are two different things. Uh, the same difference. It's I the guess. same thing. Look, I started this interview by taking a long, hard pull of a Bushmills bottle <laughs> just to get through how fucking disappointed that I am by this movie. So I had so much faith. I was really on board. They did a great job at Comic-Con. They did. I was ready for it. I was hoping it would do give us that same vibe as a Deadpool, but, yep. you know, it's PG-13. Well, that's part of the problem. When you agree, it's a, it's a, a PG-13 movie that needed and wanted to be an R-rated movie. Yeah, and again, like I said, not to pass the bucker puck, but I don't know if... You can't blame it on the studio because they did go back and reshoot, and it blame definitely it it, it looks like they did a re a definitely shut up. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they, I just got that song in my head. Blame it on the rain. Oh, okay, cool. That's then okay. That's excusable. <laughs> go ahead. I don't remember what I was going to say. Something about well, it's like. 
I feel like this movie, whether it was a fault of the studio or the director or not, it still would have kind of sucked. But it was so fucking chopped up that mm. I feel like they were really trying to redesign because of the the, the reviews that Batman Superman got by not, be, not being lighthearted enough. And I feel like they went back and recut this movie to make it more PG-13 because they didn't want to do R. And yet... Oh, see the sirens are going off because <laughs> this movie sucks so bad. It's like, oh, we have someone reviewing Suicide Squad in the neighborhood. We better have the ambulance on standby in case they pop a blood vessel in their butt. Yep. And, you know, so was it the studio or was it just David Ayer's shitty-ass script? Or was mm. it a shitty-ass script that was made worse by the studios recutting it for PG-13? First of all, when a big studio, and I know this having been a screenwriter in Hollywood and seeing how oh. the development process works. You never told like, me that. Shut up. Um, when a big, big studio is involved and there's millions of dollars David Ayer is not the writer of this film. I'm sorry. He's the person who got script credit for it. Mm -hmm. But I can can promise you with 100% certainty, many people had their hands on the script, including people who aren't writers. That's just how it works. That's how it felt. It's how it works. It's totally how it works. And they, mm -hmm. there's no way this was the script in his earnest, like, I'm a G director, writer, it did like, not reflect the no. quality of his past work. It was really corny. It felt really dated. It felt like it was really trying hard to capture that sort of R-rated Deadpool comedy anti-hero uber-violence thing that Deadpool executed pretty much flawlessly mm. and stayed true to the source material, whereas this is so far away from what it wanted to be. And it really felt like it suffered from some going back and recutting this movie again and again, mm -hmm. almost like what was that movie? I guess world war Z, but it came out better. That, than they this. did a better job at it. I mean, there were so many problems with that. They talked about all the problems with that, the shitty right. problems and they had to recut it. Yeah. A lot of critics gave it some shit, but it, 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 it still it came still together enough. It came together enough to make a complete movie. You did sort of feel like, yeah. mm, but <laughs> it, it, it still worked enough. Yeah. And that was PG-13. It should have been an R-rated movie. Like, cut it with the PG-13, Hollywood. Yeah. Seriously, just give us the fucking R-rated movies we can for handle Christ's it. sake. We can handle and it. And guess what? So can the kids. They watch Walking Dead and Game of Thrones, for Christ's sake. And Breaking Bad. Herschel's and... head was cut off with the samurai sword on TV. So, yeah. like, I think they can handle a couple fucks like yeah a little fuck, on the screen little and fucky fucky some like you know a little bit more violent because they already see it Whatever. on television i mean really rated r is more to like language like an r rating i know which baffles me it's insane baffles me why language is something that people feel the need to put a rating on and like that they censor that, yeah. it, it goes back to like these weird puritanical times of you know, America. in hypocrisy, it's like, okay, we can't say fuck. We can't say, what are those seven deadly words that George Carlin used to say? Remember he, there were set, there's seven words back that you couldn't say Four on the air. Words. It's changed. Yeah. Like, and he, ra he rattled them all off and they censored him and stuff like that. Yeah. But, it's like dick shit, cunk, fuck, fucking. It's like the worst ones. You stuff. Know? Yeah, yeah. But, but now I think you can say bitch and yeah, bitch like, is common. And, shit has become more common. Yeah. Shit's become more common. Bitch ass shit. You can't say fuck though. No, you definitely you can't. can't say cunt. You, but yeah. You can, you can, you definitely can't say fuck. No. Not on cable. 
but shit shit is pretty common now but i mean a case in point why this would be better to just say it uh the terminus yeah. season finale episode when they're in the box car and rick looks at the camera and says they're screwing with the wrong guy and it, like he mm-hmm. of course wanted to say they're fucking with the wrong guy and he said it apparently when they shot it and they kept going shoot you have to reshoot it you know like they did just it both ways let, people yeah. sp- let us speak the way we speak okay yeah and l- it, let it flow better because it will it told i mean remember that i talked to you about this that movie spy with melissa mccarthy it was rated r rated r she swears all the time in it but you know that movie was funny and it worked and it made a shitload of money and yeah. so did the heat well, I I can't remember that was R or not, but I don't care. We should keep talking about suicide. Yeah, squad, let's. But yeah, I digress. But so let's let's break down the story if we can, and There's what like happens. Hardly a story. That's the thing. It's like what the fuck, and it was so imbalanced. Like the first act was like five minutes. It felt like like it was really like bottom heavy. Like there was mm. nothing with character establishment. And they do that. Oh, they they stole all that sort of like animations from like the movie Snatch with the stopping and like introducing a character with like flashy yeah. fucking bubble letters and like Killer Croc known for eating your mom's pussy and like <laughs> 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 what? Yeah. like it's like the stupid shit. And they have like mm. their stats and it's introducing them like comic book characters. Right. But it really felt contrived and it didn't have like a really neat pace to it. It was really clunky. It like it was like so I feel like like I would yeah. want to see the director's rated R cut of this movie. I know because I feel like even if it's not good, I, I it's got to be better. Better, yeah. Because apparently Jared Leto made a statement that there's enough cut footage to have like a separate Joker film. Really, that's what he said. When it might be his way, and he said adamantly that he was fighting for this movie to be rated R from mm-hmm. like on the set, yeah, in 2015, you know. So not you know he voiced his sort of displeasure with the critical feedback, but this movie destroyed the box. Yeah, hey, it made so much money, 135 million. It destroyed the record, which yeah. was owned, previously held by Guardians of the, the Galaxy. August record, yeah, August record. So it destroyed Guardians of the Galaxy by like 40 million dollars, and and. Guardians is a much better movie. Well, Guardians, Guardians is arguably the best Marvel movie for me. Yeah, by I far. agree. The best Marvel movie in recent memory. It's the closest they got to Raiders or a Star Wars. Like it's the closest we've seen to that kind of good quality. Like a genuine yeah. original, even though it's a comic book sort of feeling and vibe that you get when you leave the theater like it was you were on a fucking adventure yeah a real one not one that's trying to sell you underpants (laughs) (laughs) unfortunately it looks like they are going to try to sell us underpants in the next version the second one looks like they're going to do all the things that they didn't do in the first one that's what made it a good movie but uh, it remains to be seen i mean the thing about suicide squad is when i first heard it was announced and i heard that it was jared leto and i heard that i was not thrilled i was like ah they're gonna fuck this movie up and i was watching the shots from the set in toronto of him with the fucking purple com- yep. uh, purple lamborghini and i was looking at like killer croc too small like why is he the same size as 
Rick Flagg, who's like just a regular soldier. In some iterations of Killer Croc, he's like 12 feet tall and yeah. like 700 pounds. You know what I mean? Well, you don't like the way they do that anyways. You were really upset about the way they made Bane so small in yeah, Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, give us Yeah, because that's disproportionate. Yeah, I mean, I know they they keep that whole Nolan trilogy sort of rooted more in reality, but like there aren't like giant motherfuckers in real life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's huge. And they, they totally left out the whole like venom administration yeah, system yeah, yeah. like on his body like there was no growth moment where like Bane's like has his back up against the ropes against Batman and then hits that dial on his arm and grows two times his size yeah. and like breaks the bat that's what happens in the fucking comic book yeah. not that it you know but yeah so in this case Killer Croc was like a large character but he wasn't that like there's like only a handful of bigs in the Batman rogue gallery that's like Solomon Grundy, Bane, mm-hmm. Killer Croc, and Clayface, and then Man Bat. But it's, you know, so when those characters are displayed, like, give them that big prowess yeah. on screen. Make them intimidating. Like, you know, they did that with the Hulk. They didn't make him, like, this little Hulk because no. it's not realistic. Well, because then it becomes a question of CGI versus practical, and apparently uh, David Ayers really wanted this to be practical. It was practical, but it didn't matter because yeah. the movie was so shit. Yeah. And it's like, practical, okay, cast a practically good, good large man. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and the thing about it was they interviewed the guy, Otto Wally, who's probably a very good actor. He's on Game yeah. of Thrones. He's like, yeah, they really wanted someone to, like, capture the role of Croc. And it's like, the dude had two lines in the whole movie right one of them was like not me baby i'm sexy and then another one was like i got this and it's like what yeah like that guy did the rounds man i know and just for like literally two lines and like no cool killer croc action right he's a giant half man half crocodile yeah like show us that Show him like, like even through the water. Like show him how agile he is yeah, in the I water. Yeah, that was gonna and, happen. Like, we got nothing. Yeah. I think that's the editing. Like, dude, why has he said two things? It's a very interesting character. He's like, he worked at a traveling freak show, and he would wrestle alligators and shit. Mm-hmm. And he, he was from like Mississippi or something, and he gets into crime. Like the character's background is very interesting. Yeah, we got none of that. We got nothing. Well, we got. Uh, we got mostly the background on Deadshot. And by the way, we talked about this movie and said when we talked about when we saw we're at Conan at Comic-Con, mm-hmm. how we didn't like that Will Smith was acting like he was the star of the film. Well, guess what? He is the star of the He's film. He's the star. He's he, the main he, character. We didn't think he was going to be because Deadshot's not a star character, but he is the main character of the movie. By as far. And Margot Robbie's not a not main at all. character. Not at all. The Joker's barely Not in it. Not at all. He's in it for like 12 minutes total. And the, most of them are like flashbacks and yeah. shit. And I got to say, Jared Leto's performance didn't do fucking shit for me, really. Well, and again, it could be, like he said, it could be that there's a lot out there that we missed and we didn't see his best stuff. I mean, Well, that's were, what he said, too. He's like, I have so much stuff and I took so many risks and they, you know, they cut it down to something. Yeah, something. I would love to see those cuts. Like it, One thing, too, that you were saying about when you first saw the pictures and stuff, you were like, no, this isn't right. Remember when they released the images of the Joker's tattoos and the internet went crazy? Like, this is bullshit. It looks it said, like ha, Hot ha, Topic ha, ha. Joker. Yeah, it they did. They said he like fell in a vat of Hot Topic. Yeah, <laughs> and like he did. It's what it's, it still looks like that. But I was really hoping beyond hope that okay, all that aside, and like the the, the trailers made it look. It wasn't until I saw like the trailer trailer at Comic Con last year, and it was like holy fucking shit. Yeah, like this looks badass. And they show you. There's a couple videos when they show you the change 
in the advertising and branding of the movie, even the logo. Yeah. The original logo was just like Cold Steel, Suicide Squad. And then the next one was like pink and purple and green, yeah, Suicide yeah. Squad. And the next one after that, it was even more so. So they kept lightening it up. Mm-hmm. And I think it really got away from David Ayer as a director. Yeah. And he got all these directives from the studios. He's putting on a good show at the Comic-Con, acting like oh, he's still awesome. on board. Yeah. But but yeah, it really did. I bet you his original vision was much more gritty. Yeah, he's a gritty director. Yeah. If you watch End of Watch and Fury and Training Day, the motherfucker does like gritty stuff. Well, he didn't do Training Day. That was Antoine Fuqua. I thought he wrote it, though. Did he? I oh, think maybe he did. he wrote it, man. I think. Okay. Don't, you know, I think. But definitely End of Watch and Fury are yeah. fucking dark movies. Dark. And End of Watch was great. Yeah, it's awesome. And it's scary. Yeah. And like living in LA, you're like, fuck. I know. That's you happening know? in the city. Yeah. Just like 10 miles away. Yeah. You know, and then Fury wasn't the best World War II movie, but it was a fucking badass movie. It was. You know? Yeah. And so I wanted to see those elements in a fucking comic book story. Right. And it really shit the bed, man. Yeah. It really let me down. I kept watching it and like rolling my eyes apart. And there's the way it just cut, cut, cut into and then, like, oh, now we're here? Like, how do we get here yeah. so fast? Like, I don't even believe it. And then like Cara Divinyevigne, the <laughs> that- she's supposed to be a, a doctor. Yeah. She's like a 20-year-old model. That Well, you know I have an issue with that. that I hate that when they cast all these women who are 23, 24, 25 to play a, the role of a 35-year-old woman. Archaeologist yeah. doctor with a like, PhD. I'm sorry, but you cannot get a PhD at 22, at 22 or 3, even if you're Doogie Hauser, you know? It's like, No, and, they, and they're not like, they don't really sell it anyway. And uh, granted, it's, it's that whole sort of like, uh, you know Hollywood thing of like casting an old guy with a young chick, and it's you're supposed to buy it, and she's a doctor, or right? Pull it's a prize winning journalist, or she looks like she's sixteen. Well, I think she's only like twenty. I think yeah. she's like twenty or twenty one, man, and she looks it. She doesn't look, and they're like, "Doctor, I'm so glad you made it." Uh, like, yeah, it's absurd. Yeah, she's stupid. a runway model, and yeah. she's, she's gotten into acting now. And like, she's Taylor Swift's BFF. Yeah, she's lucky to get into acting like this because yeah. she's not all that at all. Like, come on. Yeah. It was really sort of... So that's of, insulting, as it is. And, well, and frankly, as much as I like Margot Robbie, she's also like 26 years old, and she's playing a former psychiatrist. You know that you have to go to med school to be a psychiatrist. Yeah. That's med school. That's not a... P- Let's just say it was PhD in psychology. You're out of your... End of your 20s with that. Yeah. Psychiatry, you're in your 30s when you start practicing. So yeah. again, like this Especially whole... practicing in an insane asylum yeah. with like high-risk patients like the Joker. And yeah. another thing, speaking of the Harley Quinn and Joker, this movie did not do their relationship justice yeah. at all. And a lot of people don't know that Harley Quinn originated in the Batman animated series cartoon from when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. She's not from the comic. She's not an original character. Like she's an original character to the cartoon that was adopted into comics because she became such a fan favorite of this idea of Joker having a romantic relationship, right. abusive romantic relationship with a, a, a woman and her being his former psychiatrist and him driving her insane. And then her becoming basically his tool slash pet slash girlfriend right. slash ride or die chick. And, um, you can even watch someone posted a clip from the animated series of like them in Arkham Asylum, her trying to like diagnose him and stuff mm-hmm. and him turning her into Harley Quinn. And he's, someone was like, here, watch this clip. Uh, it'll do you a lot better than like the one minute flashback that you got from Suicide Squad. Yeah. And it's true. It's fucking shitty. Like give that 
relationship more respect yeah. and more, you know, justice and time to like hash it out, yep. flesh it out. You know, it's really interesting storytelling, and I feel like they fucking glazed over it. It goes from her like talking to him, then he's like, "Can you get me a machine gun?" And then all of a sudden he's like breaking out of Arkham Asylum, killing everybody. Right. You know, well, one cool thing was like part of the guys that helped him break out. There, do you remember they were wearing those like animal masks? Yeah, those are the birds of prey, and they're like a team of bank robbers that are part of the Batman Rogue Gallery. They're like lesser known Batman bad guys. And so that was a little Easter egg of like, oh shit, the birds of prey, they wear suits and then Mm -hmm. they wear these animal masks and they're like master bank robbers. Right. But they didn't, again, they didn't really reference that in the movie. They just sort of put it in there. What I want to know is, I thought Jeff Johns was on board to kind of oversee all this, um, creative director of DC uh, Comics, and um, it didn't feel like he had much input. I don't know if he did or not. He might have not worked on this movie. I know he worked on, he's working on the new Batman. I guess he worked on Batman vs. Superman, right? And I think he's working on Justice League. He might not have worked on Suicide Squad. Again, Suicide Squad was supposed to be the, like, B team. Like, this movie was supposed to be David Ayer's pet project Mm -hmm. that maybe hardcore fans would go and see because they're excited about this, you know, franchise. But with Batman not being that critically acclaimed, mm-hmm. I th- David even said like a lot of pressure was put on him to make this movie a success, a box office success. And so it went and from and like, it did. and it did, but you know, it totally failed critically, critically yeah. which is a shame. Cause I, I am interested still with how bad this fucking movie was to mm-hmm. see the director's cut, to see an R rated version yeah. of this movie. I'd watch it. I'd still watch no, it. No, I would too. I mean, there was a, I'll say a couple things and we've talked about this, a couple interesting things. Uh, the Diablo, El Diablo, El Diablo character played by Jay Hernandez, who's a very good actor. Uh, his backstory and story, as you've said, character arc, he was the, the most interesting. Well, he was the only one with a real character arc. Yeah. Where he starts in one place and ends up in another and grows throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Like that basic storytelling stuff. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like script 101. Yeah, that wasn't there for anybody. No. Even Deadshot, who has a daughter and he wants to get back to his fucking daughter. Yeah. But it, it, there wasn't like an arc. And there wasn't an arc for Harley Quinn. There wasn't an arc for any of the other characters no. who basically just get pushed aside and brushed aside as just like background noise like and adam beach like slipknot gets like freaking he's gone within seconds like spoiler alert yeah whatever he's gone within seconds of him entering the film barely speaks he doesn't get a flashy introduction for one no when he is introduced it's already halfway through the movie i think he has a total of two lines and then he's the one like the sacrificial lamb character of the suicide squad that sort of shows them all that the army means business right because the story is this woman amanda waller played by viola davis assembles a basically suicide squad of lethal metahuman criminals to uh, you know, perform a black ops mission that if they don't succeed, they're killed. If they do succeed, they have a reduced sentence. And if the mission fails, then they'll just be blamed as being bad guys. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what it was in the comics. And you know, and so they have to go and fulfill this mission. But then the mission sidetracked because spoiler alert: the fucking uh, professor, twenty-year-old archaeologist, <laughs> like, is also the enchantress, mm-hmm. and she ends up being the fucking heel she yeah. ends up being the antagonist when she's a member of the suicide squad right and she somehow has like a mythical brother the enchantress and she brings him back by simply going and getting his little ancient incan statue and just goes she's like he was big he could have been 
Killer Croc. He was way bigger, the the actor that played him, than Killer Croc. What, the guy that played the, the brother? The brother, he was huge. But that was CGI. So part of it was CGI, but when they showed him, like, he's also just big. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's, like, really big guys that can act, but Killer Croc should be the size of the mountain. Like, yeah. Like, he's fucking huge. Even, like, even if they made him smaller than the way he's portrayed in the Batman Arkham video games, where he is, like, 12 foot tall and, like, 800 pounds. Mm-hmm. Even if you made him smaller than that to where he's just, like you know seven foot tall and like a really really big person yeah because he was just not that big and again they didn't showcase any of his feats or his Mm -hmm. stats yeah that really disappointed me i thought because there was an opportunity for him to be showcased when they go in the water water, and they and i kept waiting for it didn't happen no and they could have done some really cool stuff with even if they'd used cgi of him like swimming quickly and like really agilely like a crocodile yeah like stalking his prey because there was bad guys in the water at one point right and showing that he can breathe underwater pretty much because he's a fucking crocodile you know (laughs) there's a lot of stuff that they just like they didn't do their research or they had to cut it out of the movie it felt cut it felt really cut down like why do we know nothing about killer croc and it's the end of the movie yeah you know why do we know nothing about katana and it's the end of the movie and then when they try to tell us something about that character katana who's like the japanese sort of assassin female assassin that works with rick flag who's working for amanda waller who's rick flag is also the boyfriend of the enchantress so he has like invested interests because mm-hmm. that's his little chick and then when they try to show us something about katana the lethal japanese assassin they're like oh yeah she's talking to her sword because her husband's soul's trapped in the sword and it's like we got nothing that yeah. led up to that and so now we don't really care yeah. about what her backstory is because it's like the end of the movie like don't introduce uh, her character yeah. now like you gave us nothing she yep. just hopped on the helicopter and he's like this katana she'll cut you down second of all joel kinnaman yeah you hate him i he's just not that great of an actor he, yeah he, he's, he doesn't sell like he's supposed to be like the war hardened rick, rick flag who is you know he's like a master special ops commander gi joe mm-hmm. and I, I just didn't buy it and that was supposed to be tom hardy's character oh and he, he backed, backed out, out for night <laughs> he read for- the script Mad Max and yeah, they said it was oh. like to promote Mad Max. He had a he had a bunch of shit. Okay. Revenant, the Revenant. He backed well, up the Revenant. Smart move, Tom yeah, Hardy. Totally. And then they were gonna get Jake Gyllenhaal and he didn't. So you know, again, Joel Kinnaman was like third string here, kind of sort of. He felt like third string. The only one that really I, I kinda liked that I didn't think I would is the Aussie who played Captain Boomerang. Yeah, he did a good he showed up. Yeah. Aussies show up, but I didn't really like Margot Robbie's portrayal of Harley Quinn. I yeah, I feel like it didn't. She didn't go crazy enough, and when she was crazy, it seems to sort of like toy shit, like pretend crazy. Like, yeah, you know, I don't really buy your crazy. You're just sort of like in her jokes. I mean, that's the script, but well, and it could be the direction. I mean, it was sort of out of the blue crazy too. Yeah, like the way they showed her flashbacks, like it just made no sense. It was completely disjointed. The whole thing, the whole film was completely disjointed. Really spliced together. The end was essentially Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. And then, well, yeah, again, yeah, it was essentially just the ending of Ghostbusters. Yeah, you're right. Where they all get together and destroy like the big supernatural thing thong, and there's an yeah. explosion, and everyone's okay at the end. Yep. Uh, yeah, Adam Beach gets his head blown off, like, blown <laughs> up, and then everyone's like, "Okay, moving on." Yeah, like, that was it. And like it was it. And it was funny because he was at all the press. I junkets. know. And I almost, if I was him, I'd be like. I really don't even need to be here. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's silly that you guys got me out here. <sighs> you know? 
And but yeah, Captain Boomerang was good, but then he was trying to be uh, like comic relief, and it didn't work. He was supposed to kind of be like a Deadpool. Remember, he had like the mm-hmm. pink uh, unicorn stuff yeah. plush doll because they were all doing a gear up scene, and they were playing like Eminem, real slim shady. Well, the music was a ridiculous. whole other part. Yeah, they con- like it was cool in the trailers. So when they- cool, very cool. And it was something that got us excited about it. Yes. But then the way they utilized it in the film was completely overkill. Like so overkill. Constant music, well, constant, like a music video. One the, big music video. In the first video. Like 15 minutes, there was like five different songs. Yeah. And like every different scene had like a different, like cool, recognizable song. And I'm yeah. like, it just stands out as like, this doesn't feel like high art. No. Or like high film. This feels like student film where it's like, and then we'll play Eminem and then we'll play like, <laughs> it's like, pump your brakes, man. Give us a movie. You know, like this just doesn't <laughs> make me feel like I'm watching a movie. Well, when they, when Slim Shady came on, I, I like rolled my eyes. I was like, you're fucking You're kidding playing me, the right? real Slim Shady. <laughs> He's like making fun of Moby from 10 years ago. <laughs> like, know. what the fuck? Why are you playing that it song? So jive. It was so jive. Like, yeah. where Deadpool succeeded, this movie like tripped and fell on its face into a pile of steaming dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's almost like they watched Deadpool and were like, hey, Deadpool used shoop shoop song. Yeah. Like, we can do... Some Stuff like that too. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's like but, we'll get but some. But Deadpool did it at very strategic, well placed moments, Smart, and it made man. sense. And that character is tongue in cheek, so it worked yeah. for that. And they did it R. Yeah, it, it, it literally yes, it succeeded where this definitely failed. And failed, failed, failed. Sad, sad. <laughs> <laughs> nightmare, nightmare. Yeah, it was just really disappointing. And like all these other things that I sort of heard and read about the movie uh, that were sort of chopped up for PG-13. Like there's a moment where the Joker, basically the Joker spends his whole time trying to save Harley Quinn from the Suicide Squad. Like that's where, yeah. and then after before that, it's all flashbacks. And when he finally gets to her, then they're on this helicopter. Uh, like apparently the original take was him on the helicopter with her, spoilers, and as he's leaving with her he instead of like pulling her in he just like throws her off like mm. a crazy joker and then in this movie in the in the the theatrical cut it's them together and then like the the helicopter gets hit by an rpg and then they like fall backwards and he falls into the thing and she's like no put in and like it's like this like sentimental moment i thought he was gonna push her off it looked like yeah you could see how that was where they were going and then they cut they reshot it so reshot it so that it wasn't so like hard on people like what the fuck it's the joker yeah it's the joker and harley quinn yeah you don't think people can't handle that shit. yeah like, what the fuck we all saw the nolan man like we're fucking yeah maggie gyllenhaal characters gets blown up right you know and that was a pg-13 movie all those movies are pg-13 that they did it better they did it yeah they were able to do it strategically mm-hmm. there was the language they didn't do language they didn't do blood and guts but they still made it very dramatic mm-hmm. and they made it realistically dramatic yeah you know? so you didn't really even notice that it's pg-13 i didn't even notice it now that i think about it i didn't even realize All that because they're pretty dark they're so dark but there's no like if they f- sort of fit it into the lines of there's no blood and guts there's no like heavy sex yeah. imagery and there's no real swearing outside of like shit and ass well and again bitch. script it comes script, back to the script script, script. Yeah. yeah and this movie was so hokey dokey and so like oh it was just really frustrating yeah man. Like, all of the right pieces 
and just not executed right. Yeah. And the previews, again, the preview was the coolest thing about this I movie. Know. The preview from last year with the freaking Bee Gees song. Yeah. You know, like, fuck, man. I started a joke. It's genius. Yeah. It made me really want to see this movie. Me too. After not wanting to see it, after seeing the Joker and being like, fuck that shit, and seeing like the cast and being like, why would you cast Joel Kinnaman? And like, I don't know, there's just a bunch about it that I was like, fuck this movie. And then all of a sudden I was like, Yes, you've sold me on this movie. Yeah. And then I fought for this movie. Like, I was I like, know. nope, nothing's going to shake me about this movie. And I'm going to see it. And we got free tickets from Conan. Thanks, Conan. Thanks for having Sorry, us not pay for this. It. Yeah, I'm just glad we didn't pay for money, cash money for well, it. Well, so I think we got to doom it. We got to doom it badly. I think we got to give it like a 3.5, frankly. Yeah. We, we are way too high in our marks. And I think this deserves a really low doom score. So I'm yeah, going to give it a 3.5. I'd give it like a 3.5, yep. 4, 4, 3.5. Yeah. 3.5 or 4, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. I'll say 4. Because Jay Hernandez was good. Yeah, all right. I'll, oh, let's give that's we're still we're dooming this movie, but we'll doom it to a four. Because he was and that character is good. He ends up like coming around. At first, he's not willing to fight. He, he can literally and there's not a lot of Hispanic superheroes. Because I read in this in this article that it made most of its money from black and Hispanic audiences, mm. which I get because Will Smith is the lead. And then for Hispanic people, this dude's like a straight up cholo. Yeah. Diablo. He's got all the face tattoos and then he can like summon fire, you know? Yeah. And, and he single handedly steals the film. Yeah. Because his story was better. Yeah. He has um, no spoilers, but there's a straight up arc and he comes around and he yeah. redeems himself. It, it was like a story of self redemption. Yeah. And it, it played out well throughout Baptism the Baptism by fire. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, his arc is cool. All right, well, that's it for our suicide review. Yeah.